Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. All right, welcome to another episode of The Cannamom Show, produced right here in Wellesley, Massachusetts at the Pro Cannabis Media Group. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and today in studio we have our guest, Green Nurse, Green Nurse <laughs> extraordinaire, Sherry Tutkis. Yay! She is the host and producer of the Green Nurse on the Go for Green Nurse Group. She is the founder and nursing director She's the founder and nursing director. Sorry, I'm staying too far away. And this is housed right here in Ivy Bliss, a wellness holistic center in Rockland, Massachusetts. Yes. Yes. I met Sherry maybe a year ago. I think you're the first nurse I ever met who was working in the cannabis industry. So that was sort of um, an excitement for me. And um, she's accomplished. She is passionate. And I'm excited to talk with nurse extraordinaire Sherry Tuckness. Tutkus. Tutkus. I'm having a very hard time talking today. Welcome. And it already feels like you're part of the Pro Cannabis Media family because I've seen you around and Jimmy's been working with you for so long. So I'm excited to have you here today. I'm very excited to be here. I love to share the passion about the plant and how we can improve quality of lives. And we've been talking about a lot of different issues today. We're going to try to contain your cannabis story. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you move from a nurse in one of the Boston hospitals to patient to be learning about what cannabis is and how it changed your life. I'd love to talk about your story with your girls and your mom about how this works in your life. And um, Okay, you want me to get started? And also <laughs> what you do as a green nurse, because I think that's my yeah. listeners are all very interested in this and they all need good information and you have okay. good information. Let's, let's start. What's okay, your cannabis so story? The green nurse group was birthed upon this disabled nurse, Sherry Tutkus, discovering that she had an endocannabinoid system. And when did you discover your So endo- I discovered that in 2014. So what okay. happened was I'm a registered nurse in three of the big Boston hospitals. I had a great job, and I ended up getting sick. I acquired okay. an infectious disease. I ended up in the hospital for a long time, and I wasn't, I was very, very sick. I had a pseudomembranous C. diff colitis, which is just wow. gross. Okay. Yeah, really <laughs> gross. Wasn't absorbing nutrients in the hospital, came home, and I developed, I kept developing other conditions because, as we know, our gut is attached to our immune system. Mm-hmm. My immune system was so low. So I developed a chronic pain syndrome called polymyalgia rheumatica, which is a autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. So just imagine going from high functioning to not functioning at all, mm-hmm. single mother of three, three right. with a child that has a disability, 
So it was very, very, very hard to go from high functioning to not functioning, especially since you've been a nurse for 25 years. Mm. So my identity was surrounded by taking care of other people. So now I was on the other side, on the other side of the bed. And basically, mental illness kind of seeped in through that chronic pain Mm -hmm. and the loss of not being able to do what I could do. My quality of life was in the tubes. I was one pharmaceutical after another one medical problem after another, and I developed severe anxiety, agoraphobia, panic disorder, right? And over the course of time, as I continued to do everything that the doctors told me to, plus I also do holistic nursing. You are. I'm an energy healer. Mm -hmm. I did chiropractic care, acupuncture, aromatherapy, essential oils, massage. Mm -hmm. I tried everything. I did it all, Mm -hmm. and none of it worked. So what happened? Was cannabis on your radar at that point? Cannabis was on my radar. I understood cannabis recreationally. I didn't understand it medically. So I had one of my patients come to my house, my patients meaning one of my energy clients that I did energy work on. She was a 70-year-old nurse who had just retired, and she came with a big blunt in her hand and held it up and said to me, Sherry, I'm coming out of the cannabis closet. The green closet, I like to call it. She did. (laughs) She said, I'm 70 years old. I just retired. I was a nurse at a big university, which I knew. Okay. I've been smoking cannabis every day since I was 17. That's 53 years of smoking cannabis. I've never been on any pharmaceuticals, and I've never been hospitalized. I had to look at that. Yeah. I had to really look at that. I said, spark it up, sister. And so immediately, just like so many patients say, the pain melted completely. I get so passionate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So melted away. And I was like, oh, my God. I started crying. I was like, oh, my God. I was high. I'm not going to lie. I was yeah. high. Yeah. But it, it just shifted. I felt like my brain was cracked open. I was pulled out of the trajectory of sickness and illness. And I was able to look at things from multiple different perspectives. I love that. Then I got angry. Because you knew. Why didn't someone tell me this? Right. Why didn't I know that there was a plant? I understood cannabis recreationally, but I didn't understand it medically. Okay. And that's when I had to delve into the science of the plant, and I became a kitchen witch. I got my medical card. Kitchen and kitchen witch. <laughs> I just started experimenting and making things and trying things and trying to and figure out. And your girls are old. How old at this point? Oh, oh. so my, my kids at the point were 10, 10, 15, and 17. And did they know what you were doing? Did they know what was going they on? They kind of knew what I was doing. But they I, must have seen you deteriorate. They must have seen They you saw on. me so sick. Right. But then they saw me getting better. And okay. then I did explain to them that I was using cannabis. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to be okay with it. They were, you know, they didn't want anyone to know because mm-hmm. of the stigma around it, which is just really interesting. And I said, you know what? No one needs to know because no one needs to know what medicines are in our medicine cabinet anyway. No one asks if you're on other medicines. You wouldn't exactly. know about your mother. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So basically, I started to get better. The green nurse was birthed upon the discovery that I had an endocannabinoid system, okay. pretty much. And so as I started to feel better... And were your nurse friends, your nurse colleagues working in the hospitals, how open were they to your discussions of this? Well, I wasn't working in the hospital oh, because were, I was disabled. So that's right. Okay. okay. I couldn't get back to work okay. at all. Um, I was, you know, mind, body, spirit was suffering. You know, I clearly had an endocannabinoid deficiency looking back. Mm-hmm. But um, the bottom line is that I couldn't go back to work because okay. I was I did require a lot of cannabis. Mm-hmm. CBD came into the picture. It balanced it out. So the CBD was the missing link for me that allowed me to medicate and use cannabis below the threshold of impairment. So how so you always I've heard this so many times that people are doing their own doctor work. I mean, you are a nurse at least, but trying to figure out their own bodies while also figuring out what the prescription is, also figure out the dosage. So this is what you were doing the to yourself. The future of healthcare is patient empowerment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I figured out over two years how to make cannabis work for me. 
And if I, I came in, I came into my mind, like everything that I've ever done as a nurse has come full circle. Mm-hmm. Nurses are clinical liaisons to patients regardless. Right. Everyone comes to the nurse and the nurse helps direct the care between the, you figure the doctor, the physical therapist, the occupational therapist, the nutritionist, the nurse is like the liaison. Mm-hmm. So I thought this concept of everything that I'd done as a nurse could come full circle in starting a whole health or home health consulting agency of registered nurses. So teaching cannabinoid therapeutics, teaching the safe application, and teaching about the endocannabinoid system because cannabis is cannabis nursing is much more than just cannabis. So this is the Green Nurse Group. This is the Green Nurse Group. So we're a group of registered nurses. And how did you find each other? We found each other through the community. We're all holistic nurses, and we're all medical cannabis patients. So do you find that this is typically how nurses or medical professions transition because they have an issue, they find that it works for them, and then they want to share this... Either they have their own personal issue mm-hmm. where it's it's come to fruition where this plant has really helped them to heal or mm-hmm. they've helped a loved one or a friend. Mm-hmm. And so they've seen the dramatic changes and the improving, you know, the improvement of quality of life right. and symptom, you know, is being decreased. So, yes, a lot of times the majority of people, one of the things I always say is we just don't wake up one day and say I'm going to be a cannabis nurse. Right. It's a process. It's a process. So once you got, so you got your group together and how... How difficult was it really to sort of set up a practice and find people or connect with the people who need you? It's grassroots for sure, you know, because it is definitely not, it's not traditional, it's holistic. Mm -hmm. And cannabis nursing, like I said, encompasses mind, body, and spirit, biopsychosocial, spiritual, everyone's different. So really coming together with a group of like-minded nurses that want to put patients first, Mm -hmm. put patients before profits. That's why we started a nonprofit, provide as much education as we can. I started creating media Mm -hmm. to decrease the stigma. That's when I came out of the the cannabis screen closet myself. Right. was, you know, developing the Green Nurse mm-hmm. on the Go show. And what sort of topics, what, what are you trying to cover on the Green Nurse so on Green the Go? So Green Nurse on the Grow, Green Nurse on, on the, the grow. grow. We're growing green and we're going. <laughs> so actually, that was a concept, Green yeah. Nurse on the Grow. Green Nurse Jody, one of my okay, other okay. nurses. You um, want to plug your other nurses? Yes, I do. So I have Marissa Fertoni. Who I love, who I've been trying to get on the show for a while. Yes, holistic <laughs> Marissa, nurse. if you're listening. <laughs> yep, holistic nurse mama. Mm-hmm. So she's also part of the Green Nurse group. She has a blog. And she is actually, she's absolutely amazing. She is speaking at the American Cannabis Nurses Association on maternal, um, you know, women, pregnancy, breastfeeding, that, yeah. and cannabis. That's amazing. That, that alone, just the fact, that sentence you just said, that she is speaking at the nursing, the cannabis maternal. American <laughs> Cannabis Nurses Association, right? <laughs> About maternal use in cannabis. Yes. Wow. And okay. so then I have green nurse Jody. So mm-hmm. Jody Chapin, she's been involved. She's also a person who has overcome chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Amazing story that she has. She's a nurse, uh, a labor and delivery nurse. She currently still practices labor and delivery, but she also does consultations, mm-hmm. and her specialty has to do with autoimmune conditions, chronic pain, and she also is, you know, maternal, fetal, you know, educating in the even in the hospital. So what is what is she sharing? Like I will say, so I just wrote a blog about this. I was sent home from when I met, my son was born twenty years ago. I was in the worst pain I'd ever been in. I really, literally, had never felt worse, and they sent me home after two days with a bottle of Percocets. Yeah. Shameful, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's so many different there's so like what we know now, you know, what I know now about plant medicine and how it works in our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I wouldn't you know, pharmaceuticals, if I'm hit by a car, please take me to the hospital and give me the strongest pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Don't take me to the dispensary right, right away. Right? <laughs> Let's wait till after healing. right. So I believe in complementary, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not all about it, cannabis bridges the gap from what we're not getting from traditional medicine. It can mitigate side effects of other pharmaceuticals. Like it, it can work on mind, body, and spirit at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just every person 
is different. It's personalized. And what their goal yeah. is is different. And so one of the most important questions a practitioner. Okay, so this is about like how when you work with somebody, what is how do you? The first them? question I ask yeah. them is this: What's important to you, and how do you want to live your life? Right. And how? What's because the, it's not about me. No. So what are the ranges of answers you hear? What are the so you basically, hear? I want to get on the floor with my kids and play. Mm-hmm. I want to go out to dinner with my husband. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to my kids' games. It's simple. Right. I want to be able to be in the kitchen and cook. So just very simple. I feel good. People just want to feel. They feel okay. good. And so we were talking about like the difference between feeling high, what it actually the oh, high yeah. world, and just feeling good. And I kind of yes. I don't like the high world. Well, this is what it is. Yeah. When I teach patients, okay, this is interesting. I say yeah. there's three ways to use cannabis: mm-hmm. medically, recreationally, and irresponsibly. And it all has to do with the consciousness that you have when you consume. Okay. The minute it enters into your body, our body ha- our bodies have. Um, receptors, mm-hmm. all 11 organ systems, your immune system, and it controls all the neurotransmitters that are telling our bodies to either do something or stop doing something. So when you put it in your body, it interacts medicinally. But your consciousness, when I go to consume, I ask myself critical questions. So it's the same thing. So we're working with patients using a shared decision model, right? Asking mm-hmm. them questions, critical questions. What they want, what they need. Right. right? What are your medical diagnoses? What mm-hmm. are your symptoms? Mm-hmm. What medications are you taking? What supplements are you taking? And then I need to talk about lifestyle because lifestyle, lifestyle well, here it is. The reason why people have a clinical endocannabinoid deficiency has to do with lifestyle. Okay, and the reason is this. We make compounds in our body like the plant. Right. Plant makes THC. Talking about. This is true. Right? Plant makes it THC. <laughs> we make anandamine. The molecular structure is the same. The plant makes CBD. We make 2-AG. The molecular structure is similar. So mm. our body knows how to use this plant. It communicates with our body two ways, which is very, very different than pharmaceuticals. So how we regulate our endocannabinoid system has to do with how well we're taking care of our bodies, right. meaning what, what down-regulates our endocannabinoid system. The first thing is pharmaceuticals. It does. The more pharmaceuticals that you're on, the less of your own anandamine and 2-AG that you make. So the reason so they have a higher uh, cannabinoid deficit. Is that yes. Right? Yes. And so then compound that with, so multiple pharmaceuticals, so you understand the drug-to-drug interactions, mm-hmm. drug-nutrient depletion, mm-hmm. that further down-regulates. Nutrition is huge. Fast food, fried food, fake food. All of that down-regulates artificial flavors, artificial colorings, you know, trans fat. All of that non-whole foods mm-hmm. down-regulates our endocannabinoid system. Lack of exercise down-regulates our endocannabinoid system. Lack of sleep down-regulates our endocannabinoid system. Do you see where I'm going yeah, with this? I mean, Lack of social connections. Isolation, loneliness, yes. sadness. Yes. Right. So all of these, so I like to know what people are doing or not doing, and then I ask them the other question, have you ever used cannabis, and what's your experience? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to also, in their mind, the mental, emotional piece of it, psychological of piece. Of what happened to them the last time. Yes, okay. is going okay. to affect how they are going to want to use it or consume it. I mean, this is a whole, so again, I say this, I wear pearls, I play tennis, I am not a holistic, earthy, crunchy person, and I am getting into this world in a big way. The mind-body connection, I mean, I really just didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. And this has been really a slow process, the idea that my mind and body work together. I'm very cerebral. That's kind of how I've always functioned. This is such an interesting topic for it, me. That Because the other thing I hear is the reverse, is we don't know how cannabinoids interact with other, like how it metastasizes in your, how your liver metastasizes other 
um, drugs when you're using cannabis. Those are the other things that people well, are talking yeah, about. So they so basically majority of drugs are um, metabolized in your liver via mm-hmm. the cytochrome P450 system. Look at all the big words she's I using. I know, right? <laughs> CYP450. So, so the majority of drugs. So CBD in particular mm-hmm. can compete with that. So does that mean that it's bad? No, not necessarily. But CBD can prolong the, the half-life of other drugs. Which means you would need less. Which means you would need less. Right. So that's something our medical professionals need to know. Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Are you finding so in your world when people come to you, are they referring you back to their doctors? Well, I ask them too. I say, okay. would you like me to contact your doctor and have a conversation with them? I'm more than happy to even have them contact And are, they, are you me. finding medical professionals are open to this? Some, yes. The, okay. more, more, the majority of the medical professionals that practice um, alternative or complementary or integrative medicine, mm-hmm. they're generally more open to it. I actually um, sat with a physician. He was a cardiologist, integrative holistic doctor. For six months, every week, I went to he would buy me lunch, and I would teach him about cannabis. That's interesting. Okay, because cannabis is rooted in science and nourished by knowledge, and the knowledge is the experience. So when you have a patient experience, my experience, all these experiences that add up mm-hmm. will lead to people inquiring and in. in, in instigating further research. In intelligent ways. In intelligent ways. And not dismissing it. So this doctor was fascinated. He was calling them endocarbonoids. It was just, he was the cutest thing. And then at the end, he wanted to start certifying patients. He wanted to start being able to recommend patients to use cannabis. And when he found out that his Medicare prescribing rights would be taken away. Oh, I did not know that was true. Oh, no, yes. Basically, he said, I have to give up all my Medicare patients. Do you see where that's... Is that true? Uh-huh. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> so he was unable. But the, the, the good news is, is that we keep in touch and right. he'll refer patients to me. And, you know, and I, my, my, what I do, what am I doing? I educate on the endocannabinoid system. I educate. We educate on the safe utilization of cannabis that is specific to each patient. Because this is very I, – I, I, we're, we're made of biology. This is personalized medicine. I keep hearing this over and over again. But the part that's frustrating mm-hmm. to doctors yeah. and even to a lot of people is that your cannabinoid requirements will change over time. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because you've changed. And how, You're so different. We talk about, so is there any way right now to test? No. There's no, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there is in other countries. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really, but like right now in the United States, like I, you know, if I wanted to know whether I had a clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, I wouldn't be able to do that. But there's new things that are coming out, okay. like epigenics. There's, um, there's a nurse that's in Oregon, uh, cannabis nurse Jana. She has integrated holistic care, mm-hmm. and she actually looks at nutritional genomics. And she can even break it down even further, epigenics and cannabinoids. What does that mean, epigenics? So basically looking, so nutrigenics, um, like nutraceuticals is a pharmacy-grade supplement. So what she looks at is she looks at different DNA SNPs, which is a single nucleotide polymorphism, which was crazy. That's why I did not go to medical school, people. And so (laughs) I know, but it looks at different, if you're predispositioned to certain things. Here's a classic example. If people have the BRCA1 and BRCA2 gene, does that mean that they're going to get breast cancer? No. No. It doesn't, right? It just means that they're predispositioned to it. Mm-hmm. So it, you can have the, that information to help you so make better lifestyle could, choices. So there's a few, these are things that we could definitely make sure are in our future for medical yes, care so we can take yes. care of ourselves in a way that's in more precise. Yes, that more okay? precise. And cannabinoids mm-hmm. and, and you know wellness activities pair really well together. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what I found, too, is when I started my cannabis journey, because at one point in time, nothing was working. Pharmaceuticals weren't working. None of the holistic things were working. So, but feel, once, so this is another thing I 
there's a shame. There's like a weird little shame about being connected to oh. cannabis at some point. So when yeah. you were in this world where you, honestly, obviously you weren't feeling very good. I was feeling horrible. Your mental state was not at its best. Down the dumps. And you were trying to do something to heal yourself. Yes. I mean, that's very persistent. That's interesting that you were able mm-hmm. to kind of get through this and, well, the and, reason, there's, and there's shame over it. But the reason why <laughs> is because yeah. of that immediate response that I had. I knew there was something to you knew this. I had t- the first time. I knew. Well, I, I'd done cannabis as a kid, you right. know what I mean, in right, high right. school and college, but it wasn't the same. This was the first time that I actually experienced medicinal relief very tangibly, mm-hmm. immediately. And it was, you, were, you were smoking it. I smoked it. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah. but basically now, because I'm vain, mm-hmm. I don't smoke as much. Right. I prefer to use my cannabinoids other ways. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that multiple ways of medicating to get it in mm-hmm. is what works best for me because I have receptors, like I said, on you know CB1 receptors in your brain and also multiple organ systems, 11 organ systems, immune system. So basically getting it in in different ways, full cannabinoid profiles, whole plant, Entourage. it brings yeah. about homeostasis or balance. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in more so you, of a I mean, I, I've known way. you for about a year now. Every time I see you, you look fantastic. You always have tons of energy. But can you feel it when you maybe are a little bit off now? Can yes. You feel, are you very that much aware of like very your body aware? Yeah. And and the body awareness has to do too with you know when I'm and it's interesting because mm-hmm. I see when I'm working with patients mm-hmm. very similar things. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that happened to me. That happened to me. And then being mm-hmm. able to educate them through that process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times patients say this isn't working for me anymore. So then I have to really sit back and ask some critical questions. Mm-hmm. A, what are you doing? And A, B, what are you not doing? Mm-hmm. So are, have you stopped drinking enough water? Mm-hmm. What has your diet been like? What is your sleep been like? If people are doing all the same things really good, right? And, and basically what happened is that their cannabinoid needs may have changed or they may not need as much. Yeah, so how, what would the shift? Can you give a typical, uh, something that would shift maybe as a person, a woman who comes in maybe goes through menopause at some point or maybe Oh something my God, there's, sick, there's 36 <laughs> menopause symptoms. I did a show on menopause. I was I think horrified. That, that might be my next show actually, people. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, oh my God, absolutely. So people's um, symptoms can change over time. So like if I'm about to come, like do, okay. you know, am I perfect? No, I still yeah. have a laundry list of medical problems. Mm -hmm. And I still go into pain uh, pain flares, Mm -hmm. but I know when it's coming on so it doesn't get to that point. So you can feel it. You're aware it's coming on Mm -hmm. and then you are pretty... You know, you're you're good at the dosing now, you know? Much, yeah. I know what my number is, so Mm -hmm. I have a range. I also know that I need a lot of the Cs, a lot of CBD. I need more Mm -hmm. CBD, CBG, CBDA, CBN, and CBC in my diet. And this way, so again, I just, I don't, I'm a general. I know. I I keep saying people I know some, I don't know that much. Those are cannabinoids, Yeah, so I I see all the labels on the um, packages, but I'm never, I don't really know what I need or what other people need. So is that really a... Trial so and it's, error? It's, it's trial and success. Trial and success. Sorry. Trial yeah, yeah. and success. Trial, trial and success. Because and success. <laughs> right, everyone's different. But I'm yeah. finding, too, that more of the whole plant in mm-hmm. lower doses, looking at specific profiles, including terpene profiles, because terpenes can deter- have a huge medicinal Yeah, I can't, I've been reading it. a lot about the terpenes, right? You know, so, you know, whole plant and, and, and low doses. Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot. You know, people... I work with I worked with a, a college kid mm-hmm. who actually said, Sherry, I'll pay you to save me money. And I did. Oh, because what am I doing? I was teaching him anatomy and physiology about his endocannabinoid system and how to auto-regulate it regardless of whether he's using cannabis or not. Because we can upregulate our endocannabinoid systems without cannabis. There's fruits and vegetables and you know terpenes that are found in nature and plants and teas, Ayurvedic herbs. So all of these different things. So when I taught him other ways of how to upregulate his endocannabinoid system, his needs decreased 
and he was able to save money. Interesting. Then I taught him how to have a tolerance break. He's like, Sherry, I'm not, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm like, okay, we're going to reset your receptors. Our bodies are fascinating. So what do you t- when you do a reset, what do you tell people to do? So it's so everyone's different. And yeah, it yeah. just it all depends upon what they're willing to do. But my recommendations okay. are this: is especially to, if they're if they're medicinal use. So what does yes. the reset look like? So it depends. Like I said, the majority of people that microdose, mm-hmm. it's only when it's really really high TH consumers when they stop getting the effect. Okay. So what they can do, and if they have the ability, and depending upon how functional they are, is basically eating like a whole clean diet. Nothing packaged, whole foods, lots of fruits, lots of water, Mm -hmm. steaming, earthing, exercise, right? So you're really moving your muscles, our lymphatic system, moving things through. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can exercise to burst those fat cells, because as we know, THC is stored in our fat cells. And so what happens is when you decrease, you know, I don't have the the substantiation like right in front of me, but when Mm -hmm. when you decrease your amount of THC, your body gets scared. It's looking for it. So you start to create more receptors. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what they found, too, the other thing that's interesting in a lot of different medical conditions is that there is an overabundance of receptors in different parts of the body that are affected by chronic illness or disease. And they're waiting for the... They're waiting. They're looking for it. They're searching for the cannabinoids. And Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. So he resets, and then he learns how to use it in a way that's appropriate for him, and it saved him money over time. He couldn't believe it. I did... Uh, yeah, this is so it's so personalized and so important, and the fact that it impacts so many different people in so many different ways. Yeah, interesting. All right, so if you're just tuning in for whatever reason, this is the Cannamom Show on the Pro Cannabis Media Group, and my great guest is Sherry Tutkus, the Green Nurse Extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we talked a lot about about your work with the Green Nurse of patients. If you want to talk to Sherry, definitely reach out to her. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But you're a mom. I'm a mom. I've got three kids, and you have a mom. And I have a mom. My <laughs> mom. Oh my God! Is so do you want to talk about being a mom first or having a mom first? Let's talk about having a mom. Okay, first. Let's, we all have moms. We all know. My mother thinks I'm in a drug cartel. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my mother said to me, "I paid for Boston College, and now you're a drug dealer doing drugs in front of the whole world." <laughs> I'm so proud, sweetie. Right. And so then she blocked me on Facebook and then threatened to write me out of the will. And so I just said, "You know what? I I can't." I can't, I can't argue. I can't fight. I can't do the drama. I'm trying to heal myself. And so I just let her be. You and know, how many years ago was this? Was this was three years ago. Three years, okay. So over the course of, um, a, you know, she would still be in touch, but she, it was, it was trying to edge me away mm-hmm. from doing the cannabis. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's everyone. Well, I, I, when I say what we knew was totally wrong, when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you had a joint, you went to jail. Like that's yep. how dangerous it was. So so and, I got better. Yeah. So it's, it's hard It's hard to explain to people that you're, it's, it's very hard. So I wanted to show. That so you got better. Instead of yeah. telling, I'm showing. It's like, right? it's like writing. Living writing. my best life. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you See how, how I'm living is. my best exactly. life. I'm going to show you how much this has improved my life. I'm going to show you that my physical body is doing well, my emotional state, my mental state, and my yeah. spiritual state. I'm living a full quality of life because of cannabis, and now I want to share it. So I started media, and I opened up my life. My life. No, nothing I like transparency. Out the, <laughs> came out of the green nurse closet and basically started sharing and started having guests and interviews on the show. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, sharing compelling stories, what I find very interesting is when people share their compelling story of healing, it not only keeps them on that healing trajectory, but it also brings hope to other people that are listening. And that they can see themselves in your story. And that this is the real thing that what we hear often on the media are the negative stories. That's what people are talking about. Obviously, the vape pen issue, which we've talked a little bit about. Yeah. 
it scares people, but there are so many positive stories. There's there are so, so much in this world that's so important that showing how it works is probably the best way I think. Yeah, it's now I, like I always yeah. say, it's not the end all be all. Yep. It is one tool in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. So with my mother, as I started, because that's all I did at first was because nothing else worked. So mm-hmm. I did consume cannabis. Okay. But then as I started to get better, I started to pair it with other wellness activities. And then my requirements changed over time. So I created mm-hmm. media, came out of the closet. One of the clients that I had on was a nun that I've been working with for a long time. Mm-hmm. She was she had this horrible disease. Um, a chronic pain sensitivity. It's it's like RSD. I, I don't know the initials offhand, yeah. but very painful. Mm-hmm. On ton of medications, had an internal um, neurotransmitter stimulator in her body. Just her horrible. quality of life was horrible, horrible. Tricky. So she was open. She was desperate and basically wanted to try. So we started her on the oils, mm-hmm. and slowly but surely, she had her medical card and started increasing her THC, and her life turned around. So she's now instead of being in bed for 20 hours a day, she's up for 18 hours a day. So she came on the show and she shared her story. And she's you know she has a PhD. She was an organic chemistry teacher. She can't believe she's using cannabis. And at the end of the interview, I said, listen, this is for my mother. Will you answer this question for me? I said, sister, what would Jesus say about all this cannabis? And she goes, Sherry. She held up her finger. Sherry, would, Jesus would say, what the frig did it take you so long to use this God-given plant that I created for you? From a nun. I love that. Guess what? My mother called me up after she saw that show. And she said to me, okay, I'm ready. And I said, you ready to get on the bus? Get on the bus. Get on the cannabis. Took a nun to turn her around. And then I said, Mom, the gateway is salve. I'll send you some CBD salve. Mm-hmm. And be slowly but surely so over time. like for her hands. For, for her hands yep. and for her knees and for her back. And then mm-hmm. we started her on CBD oil. Mm-hmm. Just the broad spectrum with no THC. And then I said, Mom, I think, you know, now you're feeling comfortable. Let's just start adding a little bit of THC. Mm-hmm. She's felt a world of difference. And when she came on to my show last. Oh, she came on. That's so sweet. She came on my show last November, my Thanksgiving episode. Okay. And she came out of the closet herself, which is hilarious, and basically said on the camera that she was wrong. She was one of those old lady reefer madness that she judged everyone, and she can't believe the impact that it's made on her. Her whole comment was, "Is I know I still have pain, but it's become background noise, and I'm not depressed about it. It's the depression. It's the lifting. It's the elevation. It's so important. And that's the other thing she says. And I'm not even high. <laughs> she goes, I feel good. Well, that's, I keep talking to you about yeah. this. I'm like, we're allowed to feel good. We're allowed to feel good. We're so we are just told that we just have to keep kind of grinding away and just kind of push it through. And we are allowed to feel good. It doesn't mean you're high. It doesn't mean you're not a good mother. It doesn't mean that you're not a responsible worker. It just means that you feel good. You feel good. You're <laughs> elevated. You have a sense of well-being. You're comfortable in your skin. You're able to live your best life. And you're able you're to not... give out to the world. You're able to contribute and actually make yes. ripples that improve other people's lives. That's kind of how this that, is supposed to work. You live the best version of yourself so you can help others well, live the best version yeah. of themselves. That's a good story. About. So what about your girls? So... so my girls. So my girls are really funny. So this was like when I started creating this program and the education and I was reading, mm-hmm. writing my handbook. So how old you girls were like 10? How old you were then? So my son was 10. Son, okay. One was 13. Th- 13 and 15. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, so started, you know, they started to see me use cannabis mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, they could smell it. And were you, so were you open about it? How open? I was I was sort of open, sort of not open. Mommy's trying something different, something okay. new, and they'd kind of giggle. Okay. You know, I just said it's my med. I have it labeled. I had it locked up. Yeah. You know, I try not to smoke in front of them or mm-hmm. vape in front of them. I was really trying to figure out. But you out weren't hiding way. it. I wasn't hiding it. Okay. But what I ended up doing was because I really wanted them, their feedback. Mm-hmm. Okay. So their feedback, I, I wasn't. 
I sat down. And I said, listen, I want, I, want, I want you to evaluate what I'm doing here. Just I want to know if you understand. And so I taught them a little bit about cannabinoid therapeutics, saying, mm-hmm. you know, all the appropriate words. And at right. the end, you know, I said to them, I said, guys, what do you think about mom going to be a marijuana nurse now? They said marijuana and cannabis is the same thing. <laughs> they didn't know it was the same thing well, because I, they were misinformed by the, the DARE ma- program. Mm-hmm. That's, again, the marijuana. I, I, when we discovered that everything I knew was wrong, I sat down with my son and I said, we were wrong. And everything I told you was wrong. And that's important. It is. And then there were, you know, and I think this is interesting because we're relearning this together, really. So, you know, I, I've met a lot of women on the West Coast. People have grown up with this generationally in other parts yes. of the country. That is not my experience. This is brand new for me and my husband. I know my son benefits from it. He's a musician. It actually helps him. Creativity. Can, but it's even the, the anxiety. He's a musician, I think, partly. The, you know, musicians have quirky personalities. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they're artists. They're artists. They're... He feels the world a different way. Um, my daughter is younger. Uh, but I just this idea that you have to talk to your kids openly about it and make it real and not make it scary. Yes. And, and, and to even openly say that the Schedule 1 is bull right? Yes. Uh, let's talk about actually the schedule one. So we've talked a little about how this so is actually ske- so dangerous for our children. It is dangerous for our children to have cannabis be on the schedule one. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because they think we're lying. Exactly. Okay. Bottom line, there was a child that basically a mother told me that he started to use heroin yeah, because cannabis was on the schedule one. That sounds crazy, but he said, well, wait a minute. There are medical cannabis programs in certain states there are certain states that have recreational cannabis programs. This is on Schedule 1. They're lying about that. So they must be lying about heroin and all these other other drugs. Breaks my so heart. that's really, really, <laughs> really scary. Mm-hmm. To have a, a teenager be able to process that enough to share why he started using it. Because you can't trust what's being told them. Because told you can't. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, and the reason the reason that cannabis is on the Schedule 1 is a Pretty bad reasons. You know, and that's the other thing I like to tell people because I don't – if you grew up believing that it was so dangerous, you had to go to jail and that it was going to fry your brain. And if you don't understand the history of how this is really 80, 100 years of anomaly in human history yes. and the reason why it exists is for very bad reasons, which we don't have to go into, but we've talked right. about a bit. Um, yeah, that's – it. the history yeah. helps and you can explain to it in a different way than opiates and heroin, which – Yes. Again, and then just you extraordinarily know, dangerous. Yeah. And everyone knew they were dangerous, yet we allowed our mainstream medical Yeah. And there's no system. there's no receptors in our brain stem to to stop our breathing or our heart rate. Right. It's no one, not like that it's, for it's, other medications. The you know, cannabis is is extremely safe, is you know, and is non impairing in low doses. And it just requires education to learn about your body. So that's what we're trying to do as nurses. Okay. We're trying to educate and empower patients. The future of healthcare is empowerment and self-care. And to teaching patients, instead of giving patients the fish, which I call is the prescriptions, mm-hmm. we're teaching patients how to fish yeah. which it, it, and it, teaching common sense skills. And, and, and again, integrating this whole mind-body idea that a pill isn't going to fix it and it's, we're, just, we're a full system. And we need to be aware of who we are and what we are and where we are and how our bodies function. And this is a really important product yeah. that can helping people work through this. It can help so many So what, what about your kids when you talk to them about, well, they're older now, so. So they're older now. And, you know, we talked about vaporization, mm-hmm. which, you know, like I said, it's whatever. It's, it's not completely understood, mm-hmm. but there's good products to use. There's bad products to use. Mm-hmm. You want to avoid the VGPG because my kids were vaping. Nicotine. Oh, this is a good story, too. Yeah. So okay. let's talk about the, so, the jewel the issue. Oh, the jewel <laughs> issue. So, I'm, you know, you're catching the jewel. I'm finding pods. I'm like, Jesus. 
give up the and you know in educating and so finally I was like you know what I'm going to replace the jewel with the CBD okay. a full spectrum CBD vaporization pen that I know is tested that's flower lab tested for purity and potency residual solvents that's whole plant and it's organic mm-hmm. and so I basically and you know where you're getting your product and I know where I'm getting my product mm-hmm. so basically I you know my 19 year old they now one my um, 17 year old will vape a little bit of CBD before bed. Mm-hmm. And she finds that she's not craving the nicotine and it helps her to sleep. Good. Same thing. My, um, you know, my um, 19-year-old actually vaporizes CBD, not all the time, but when she needs it. She plays sports in college, mm-hmm. you know, so she uses the salve. So they're educated and they understand how it works in the body. And they see, they see me pairing activities. They don't see me just doing cannabis and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's, you know? uh, yeah, that's, that, that's the misconception. It's such a misconception. It is such a misconception. <laughs> no, there are certainly, there are people out there that are just doing that. But that's that's not the, the, the purpose of it. And that is, that's a bad mainstream media um, portrayal of what it is like yeah. to be a cannabis user. Exactly. Which again, I always say, I play, I play tennis, I wear pearls. This is real. This yes. helps me. It helps everyone I know when I ask people or tell people what I'm doing now. Everybody has a cannabis story. They do. And, that's, <laughs> and the other thing, too, that when I'm, when I'm speaking and educating, even medical professionals, I'll just say to them, if the only thing you know about cannabis is that it gets you high, then you know nothing, nothing right. about cannabis. So, let's, so this is – I love this topic. We have a couple more minutes. I want to talk about the walk, the walk for change. The walk talk, for change. Yes. When yes. Is coming up next year, right? So, yes. Helen – and Peter Yapel, they're from New York. Okay. They have a radio show called We Canna. We Canna Talk 420. Mm-hmm. They don't want to call it 420, but 420. Okay. And so they're doing the Walk for Change. And the Walk for Change is to end cannabis prohibition. And when is this happening? This is going to start. They're actually starting their pre-rallies in October. I have a, I'm putting a clip up actually later today or tomorrow Okay. Um, on this. But anyways, the bottom line is they're going to be walking from California starting in June 2020 over four months to the Capitol ending on the Capitol steps right before the election. So they're organizing this huge thing. They're going to have different people walk from different states, and everyone's going to meet up together on the, at the steps. And basically, the walk for change has to do with change. What type of change do you want to see in the world? And we're going to – basically, everyone that's into the cannabis pro, you know, decreasing stigma and ending cannabis prohibition are all going to be walking for different reasons. Why am I walking? I'm walking for freedom, the freedom to choose how I take care of myself. I'm walking for my patients. I'm walking to relieve (laughs) suffering and improve quality of life. I am walking. <laughs> I can just go She's on gonna on. Give, there's going to be a whole show about what we're walking. Right. So basically, that's what it well, is. Well, this is exciting. So this is a it's really activism. Exciting. I love activism. Activism, I but was... in a gentle way, a peaceful way. Which is the essence of cannabis. And cannabis culture. is about community. And we mm-hmm. all must come together to mm-hmm. be the face of change, the entourage of change. Yeah, and the caregivers of our world. Yes. Fantastic. Well, that was awesome, Sherry. I'm Thanks. so happy you came on. I Me think too. we covered everything. Um, so... For my amazing guest, Sherry Tutkus, is there a best way to get in touch with you? Yes. Interested people who want to get in touch with the Green Nurse or want you yep. know, your information? Yes. So basically, um, my website is www.greennursegroup.com. Okay. My other website, which is the Holistic Wellness Center, is www.irebliss.com. You can find me on both of those sites. We have intake forms, um, info at greennursegroup.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, and you can just you can email me directly. I always get back to people. Info at greennursegroup.com. So do you do, you do your consultations over the phone? So or yeah, so person? basically I do okay. consultations either on the phone, 
okay. via Zoom, FaceTime interview, okay. or in the shop. Okay, perfect. And we're very creative with scheduling. So lot, lots of options. Lots of options. So for my guest, I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I want to thank my director, Dan French. Of course, my amazing co-founder of Pro Cannabis Media, Jimmy Young. And I want to thank you for listening to another episode of A Great Cannabis Story Told by a Real Cannabis Mom on The Cannamom Show in this whole new world of weed. We are pro-cannabis media. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast... Well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.